0: Cole Anthony called the Orlando Magic's defensive effort on Wednesday, quote, pitiful, pitiful. You know, sometimes in every season there is a sort of come-to-Jesus game. This would have been a game that Steve Clifford would have done a 30-second press conference and walked off. Here's hoping that Wednesday night was that moment for this young team. Your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 9th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's game against the Sacramento Kings. Why the Magic did everything offensively they're supposed to do to win games and yet didn't do any of the things defensively that they need to do to win games either and took a, a really disheartening loss in Sacramento. We'll talk about the Magic's defense overall and why the Magic have to hope this is their foot down moment and they get down and actually defend someone a little bit more consistently. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making locked on magic part of your day, every day, whether we're your first listen of the day, when we, when we drop our episodes, whether you're listening to us at work on your break, on your lunch, on your way home, whenever we truly do appreciate you making locked on magic part of your day. Every single day. You can of course subscribe to us wherever you download podcasts as well as stream us on YouTube. We're trying to get to 300 subscribers by Christmas. We're at 244. We're getting there. Um, so definitely subscribe on YouTube. You can get some special content there, including my post game, my immediate post game reactions, as well as um, as well as uh, uh, live uh, live pre games and some other goodies that we'll be doing throughout the course of the season to interact directly with the show. But let's dive right into it. Um, the Orlando magic playing the Sacramento Kings, uh, and offensively they did everything they have to, to win games. Um, Cole, Anthony scored 33 points. That's, that's a win. Wendell Carter nearly put up a triple double, um, with, I think it was what, 13, 16 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. Um, the magic hit threes 50% from three. They shot better than 50% for the game. Um, The Magic don't play offense like this. They don't have offensive games like this. They don't move the ball this effectively, this well. Um, And Orlando did everything it had to do offensively. Yes, there were some bad moments. There were moments where the Magic weren't getting into the paint, were getting caught by the trapping defense. But offensively, the Magic did all they were supposed to do to win games. But because their defense wasn't effective, it wasn't good... That one little blip, and at halftime, we knew it was coming. We knew that the Magic weren't going to be able to sustain this level of offense for 48 minutes. That one little blip stopped. And that blip came in the third quarter when Orlando turned the ball over seven times that allowed a, a close deficit, a three-point halftime deficit, to balloon into a 16-point deficit. And from that point forward, the Magic were climbing uphill. The Magic were trying to, to get to, to get back into the game. And the reality is, the only way back into a game is not to outscore your opponent, but to stop them, to play some defense. And every time it felt like the Magic were finding a little bit of defensive traction, offensive rebound, turnover that leads to a basket. The little simple things, and again, there there isn't much more to add other than to say all that. We've been talking about this for the last week now, um, really since the Bulls game a couple weeks ago. The Magic cannot beat themselves. Um, the Magic are low on the turnover list. I think they're 25th or 26th in the league in turnover rate. Um, they cannot beat themselves. And the turnovers, of course, were a huge factor. the game. Orlando had seven of their 13 turnovers in that third quarter when Sacramento really took the lead and really ran away with the lead. Um, Orlando was just never really able to climb back into the game. And, and you know I know I've talked about this too, how there's a five to six minute stretch in every game or four or five minute stretch in every game where the magic are just terrible. Um and when they're bad, they're really bad. Um, and, and the the issue is, can the magic stay in the game when they're struggling to score, when they're making these mistakes? Um And the answer Wednesday was no. Um, They had their with the starters, which makes it even worse. Usually things get much worse when the starters have that stretch. But the starters had that stretch, uh, and Sacramento raced ahead, and Orlando never could reel them back in, could never get back into the game completely. Um, It was – it's frustrating because you knew the Magic were capable of playing well. But time and time again, it was ducking under screens, allowing uh, Buddy Heal to shoot a three, or Tyrese Halliburton to shoot a three over a screen. It was – centers in too passive of drop coverage. There's just not a willingness to defend in this game. Um, and the scoring hid that. The scoring completely hid that. The Magic being able to score, the Magic being able to to kind of keep up and make shots, hid this fact that Orlando was not playing well defensively, was not getting into the ball, was not putting the pressure on and. You know, it's something worth discussing in in more detail, which we will hear in a sec. Um, But it it really just comes down to that. It comes down to, are the Magic willing to defend? Are the Magic willing to get after the ball, to get into the ball, to to make the defense play, to make the offense play the way they want? It was just too often Kings players were able to get in the lane and hit mid-range jumpers. And Sacramento hit a lot of jumpers. Um, you know, if Orlando's strategy was to allow mid range jumpers or allow Darren Fox to shoot mid range jumpers instead of getting all the way to the rim, they did a good job on that. He made a lot of shots. He also had 33. He made a lot of shots. And if that's why you lose, that's okay. But the magic never adjusted their the magic, never adjusted their physicality. And the magic never adjusted to the way the Kings were playing. It was just a, it was a good effort. Again, that, what's frustrating is we know there are precious few opportunities for the magic to win. Um, everybody knows everybody knows and includes the players that it takes a lot for this team to win that they have to be really dialed in they have to be really on their game to win to win games even against under 500 opponents like the kings um so it's really frustrating when the magic do a lot of things that they don't normally do um and put in the effort uh to to win games and, and yet they are unable to do so and a lot of it's self-inflicted at this point. It's okay if the Magic lose because they don't have the talent, because uh teams are really able to get into them. I would, you know, again, credible, they played well. I don't think Sacramento did very much to, to beat the Magic. Um, and again, that's 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 not a knock on Sacramento. They did what the Magic gave them. Um, I mean, Magic gave them a lot. The turnovers, it, I think Sacramento did a good job increasing their defensive pressure in the third quarter, and Orlando didn't seem ready for it. Um, it seemed like they were ready for a track beat Sacramento defended for five minutes and that was the game literally that was the game and it's just it, it's it, it's frustrating for me it's frustrating watching that knowing Orlando is indeed capable of winning these games of doing what they're supposed to do and yet they're not able to get it done um the Houston game should have been a win they all know it Turnovers were the were the crime there, as was the defense. Eric Gordon's game winning shot last Friday was the exact same kind of play that Darren Fox did time and time and time again in this game. Just getting into the lane, hitting that floater over the defense, or off, you know, giving up turnovers, ton of turnovers in that game. Offensive rebounds. The Magic have had these opportunities to win games, and they have to hope that this is a growth moment. That this is a moment where they can indeed get better. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit more about some of the defensive struggles coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Shopify. We all love the sound that Cash Register makes. It tells tells us we've made another sale, another check to us. You know, get those checks. Um, It's a sound... Of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store uh, and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, their point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers more than 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Again, that's shopify.com slash NBA. Today's podcast also brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials are new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations? Pocket your money? Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. We want to thank you again for making locked on magic part of your day every day, whether you're uh, listening to us at work, whether you're on your way home, whether you work out, whether you're on your break. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. Uh, thanks again for staying up with us on the West Coast uh, for the late West Coast games um, and joining us here in the mornings as we recap these games uh, while the Magic are on the road. Um, you can of course subscribe to us wherever you download podcasts, as well as stream us on YouTube. Let's run through the final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Sacramento Kings. Again, you're going to find a lot of really good performances here, or uh, offensively. Orlando did everything they are supposed to do. Cole Anthony, 33 points, 12 for 22 shooting, city on the arc, eight assists for him. Cole was really good. Um, after a really rough game in, in San Francisco against the Warriors, Cole Anthony delivered. Delivered in every way imaginable. Delivered in every way the Magic need him to deliver. He was absolutely incredible in this game. Offensively, at least. He was able to get to his spots uh, in the same way that Darren Fox was. He was able to hit, hit his shots and hit his three pointers. It it was a great offensive game. And typically when Cole has these kinds of offensive games, um, the magic win and the magic typically win running away. Um, this was, this was a really strong effort from Cole Anthony in this one. Um, you know, the only problem, three turnovers, he had two of those, he had two of the seven turnovers in the third quarter, um, it, that that part was rough, um, you know. And Cole, I think when he would say that he needed to do a better job helping on the glass, he only had four rebounds. He takes a lot of pride in his rebounding, um, but I, I really can't complain too much about Cole on this one. The only the only other complaint that I might have is he is he uh um was really kind of soft on his defense on Darren Fox, really uh, going under screens or with the, with Tyrese Halliburton actually going under screens, just not you know I don't know if that was the game plan or not um you know with Darren Fox you don't mind going under screens trying to force him to shoot he made his shots so kudos to him um I, I think you got to see the magic be a little bit more physical uh, on the perimeter in, in those situations but other than that Cole Anthony another another all-star level performance from him another all-star level performance for Wendell Carter too 19 points 10 rebounds 6 assists for Wendell 7 for 14 shooting 4 for 6 from the foul line Wendell Carter is really good, y'all. Um, and, and again, he just he does so many good things on the floor. Uh, and and I was just solid. Orlando ran a lot of their offense through him. They ran him out of the high post, using a lot of dribble handoffs, um, letting him make decisions, letting him make plays. And, and there's a lot of trust um, in him to make those plays. And, and I think that's that's really a, a big growth area for him. If, if there's one thing Wendell Carter should probably be working on in the off season, It's his passing. It's his ability to move the ball. It's his ability to get, to find cutters to, to keep, keep the ball moving. Doing that's going to help, help him and help this team grow tremendously. He, he was really good, really good. Again, only issue four turnovers. He had, I think two of those four turnovers in that third quarter as well. Um, Some of them just trying to pass to a cutter that didn't cut Uh, some of it just, you know, some of it just, uh, just, uh, you know, kind of lazy catching and lazy, just lazy protection of the ball. Uh, in that fourth, in that third quarter. So, um, you know, that again, that's the only knock I have on him. You know, maybe he was a little over aggressive chasing uh, blocks or having to guard guys um, who get into the paint. Um, That's part of the the tough decision-making that comes with that. I think the Magic's drop coverage was a little soft all game. Um, You know, Mo Bamba was kind of flying around, trying to block shots too much a little bit too. Um, He did have four blocks in the game, um, but sometimes that does take him out of position. 14 points from Mo Bamba, 14 points, eight rebounds from Mo Bamba. So nice game from him as well. Uh, Franz Wagner. I mean, we love this kid. 19 points, five for ten shooting, two for two from deep, seven for seven from the foul line, six rebounds for him. Really good defense. Um, did a great job on Harrison Barnes. Did a great job on. But he healed when he was matched up. Um, it, it, it's hard to dislike. Um, it's really hard to dislike Franz Wagner. He's just always in the right spot, and you trust him with. You trust him on the ball. You trust him to make good decisions. Um, that's that's really something incredible to say about a rookie player. Gary Harris, 16.7, 12, shooting two for six from beyond the arc, two turnovers for him. Um, you know, sometimes Gary Harris still makes bad decisions and still takes some bad shots, but I think, I think we're getting to a point now where we're six games here where Gary Harris has been really good, um, efficient, shooting the ball well, making three-pointers, generally making good decisions getting to the basket, making shots and scoring. Um You know, I'm not ready to completely say say that that we can forget the first 15 games of the season for him, Um, but we are at a point where Gary Harris is playing some really good basketball, and and some of the criticisms that I still see fans throwing his way are saying, oh, he shouldn't be starting. I I think we got to put that to rest. He's a veteran. We know what we're getting from him. We know he's consistent. He is delivering for this team. He is delivering uh, in in so many ways for this group, Uh, and, and I think that I think that uh that Gary Harris is is should be gaining a lot more trust. He is he is playing really, really well right now. Um and again, I I still get people who say, like, you know, should RJ Hampton get his minutes? Should RJ Hampton start? And my answer is just plainly no. Gary Harris is a better player. Gary Harris um is delivering right now for this team. And so again, I'm not saying don't be free of you know he's not free of criticism. Certainly had a really difficult start to the season. I still think he sometimes takes some some bad Bad choices or some bad shots, but um, he's delivering right now. He's scoring producing, and producing, and you can't deny that. Off the bench, a couple of really nice performances. Terrence Ross, 17 points, 6 for 13 shooting, 3 for 8 from deep. Terrence Ross was in his bag. He had a nice dunk, which is nice to see, um, an angry dunk at that. Um, he's starting to get his rhythm again offensively, and I think, like Gary Harris, we're starting to see Terrence Ross find his comfort with this offense um, and, and begin to find a rhythm to, to get himself going, and obviously that will help tremendously. Uh, Robin Lopez, the only player on the Magic with a positive plus-minus in this game, Robin Lopez gets the call, scores 11 points on five for six shooting, five rebounds, all offensive rebounds. Um, that hook shot was working perfectly. In fact, his only miss was a, a block on that hook shot. Um, that hook shot was working perfectly. He was able to get to the bath, get to the get to the basket for offensive rebounds and finish putbacks. Just really good hustle from Robin Lopez. Um, his drop was a little passive. That's my only thing against him. But, you know, he obviously doesn't have the foot speed to do a whole lot more. Um, it's good to know that you can rely on Robin Lopez. Uh, you know, I don't think he'll play every game. I don't think we'll see him play against the Clippers. Um, but this was a game that the Magic designated to play Robin Lopez. It was a good call by Jamal Mosley. Lopez delivered. Um, really just great scoring, great great effort from him there. Uh, you know, again, a lot of people are still hitting me up about Chumo Kiki and RJ Hampton. They combined to go 0 for 9, 0 for 3 from the the floor. R.J. Hampton, the only one to score with one point. They did turn the ball over much, um, but I I have to say, you know, Chumo Kiki's uh, decision-making and his reads in this offense have not been great. Um, He is not shooting the ball particularly well, just not taking good shots, and so I think the Magic need to reset him a little bit. Um, R.J. Hampton, he just continues to be very hot and cold. Um, Again, nothing wrong with that. He's young. He's going to be that way. The good is very good. The bad can be very bad. Um, he really struggled bringing the ball up the court, especially against Davion Mitchell. Um, Magic ultimately trusted that, trusted the initiated, initiating role to uh, Franz Wagner when he was in the game. The Magic shoot 49.5% from the floor, 47.1% from three, 18 for 23 from the foul line. They do get 17 offensive rebounds, which is more than Sacramento. But again, it just felt like Sacramento's offensive rebounds were much more impactful. Um, they did have, uh, the, the Kings had 17 second chance points off their 12 offensive rebounds. Um, they scored 14 points off 13 magic turnovers. Again, that that those seven turnovers in the third quarter were the difference in the game. Um, really just kind of changed the whole tenor and attitude of the game. Sacramento gets 33 points from Darren Fox, 18 points, 11 assists from Tyrese Halliburton, 18 points off the bench from Davion Mitchell, 14 points from Tristan Thompson, who stepped in for Rashawn Holmes after he was knocked out of the game. Um, and 16 points each from Terrence Davis and Harrison Barnes. The Kings shoot 54.6% from the floor, 44.1% from beyond the arc. Again, you, you look at these. The Magic scored at, the Kings scored at least 30 points in all four quarters. 38 points in the first. Magic scored 36. 32 points in the second. Magic scored 31. Each team scored 38 points in the fourth. The difference in the game. Sacramento scores 30, outscores Orlando 34 to 25. In that third quarter, the Magic offense just went to sleep for five minutes. Those turnovers really killed them, and that was the game. So, obviously, the Magic want to see better defense. That's what they want to be about, and that was really what the talk was after the game. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, look, if you've never worn a good sock, you— don't know what you're missing. Um, you know, look, stance apparel, you, you, you see it out there. It's been kind of talked a little bit about in NBA circles. It's been used as an NBA advertiser before. Um, it's, you, you think a sock doesn't make a difference. You think performance wear doesn't make a difference, especially for a regular person like you or me. But the reality is this stuff works because it's comfortable. You don't, you don't feel good. You can't perform your best if you're not comfortable and stance has launched a new line of active apparel to make you perform and feel your best. It's holiday gifting time. And stance is the coolest gift you can get. Um, these, these products are incredibly comfortable and well-made from their shocks, shirts, joggers, and hoodies. Uh, it's truly different than anything else you felt. You know, I was, I was a skeptic. I was a skeptic about, about stance uh, about, about this stuff. I was just like, oh, it's just a sock. I'll just buy the normal socks that come in those big bags that, that you know, there's like they're all the same. No, the reality is this stuff is truly, truly different. And I remember the first time I stepped into a stance sock, you could feel the difference. You can feel the difference. Truly, truly, truly. Founded in 2009, States Apparel radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression, because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. You can get designs from almost anything, Star Wars, The Goonies, The Office, Harry Potter, Disney, Marvel, and of course, the NBA. Truly, 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 getting into a Stance sock is a different feel. It literally feels like you are walking on pillows truly does, but you still have the feel and grip to move and perform at the highest levels. Stance socks are the highest quality sock I have ever worn. And again, you can truly, truly feel the difference. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting it, that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. The talk after the Atlanta Magic's loss to the Sacramento Kings was all about the defense. Um, Jamal Mosley is a very upbeat guy, um, and he's had to be. Um, Part of, I think, the public stance that he has taken is he's going to focus on the wins, on the little wins, on the positive positive moments from this team. Um, And, you know, this could have been a moment to do that with the way the offense played, with the way that the Magic's offense uh, shook out in this one. But... That's not what he wants this team to be about. And I think for the first time all year, we got to see that in a big moment, that he is indeed thinking about the big picture of what he wants his team to be. And in this big moment, he understood his team did not perform anywhere near the standard that he wants them to be. And to make that point clear, you know, the Magic players also seem to believe that as well. Um, Cole Anthony still out of breath in his post game press conference. Um, really, you know, out of breath in his post game press conference. Really made it clear that defensive effort was pitiful. You know, when I or one of the other reporters listed, you know, what the ma- what, asked, what specifically did the Magic need to do better, and he would just say all of it, all of that. We need to be better at all of it. Be more physical. You know be more precise with their rotations. Help each other out. Uh, you know, kind of be on the same page defensively. The bottom line, the bottom line is this, and everyone in the league know, and everyone on the team knows it. This is this team's supposed to be about its defense. Jamal Mosley is a defensive coach, um, and if they're going to win games, they're not going to do it by outscoring teams. They're not going to do it by getting sucked into a track meet like they did on Wednesday. They're going to do it. By getting stops, by crawling into the ball, by being physical. By, and and this team has shown a desire and a willingness to do it. And right now, they just aren't. The Magic have been near the bottom of the league in defensive rating all year. They are officially now last in the league in defensive rating, giving up 113 points per one possessions. Obviously, the game against the Golden State Warriors didn't help. Obviously, this game didn't help. But there have been so many games with magic have simply let go of the rope and, and I don't think we're, we're at the point where we can say the magic are fine in the half court when they get set anymore um because you don't fall this this low in the defensive rating numbers if you're decent at your half court defense the magic just don't have you know aren't playing with the defensive pride that they need to play with and that's the truth Orlando knows it can be a lot better. Orlando knows that it can and must play better defensively. Um, But they and they know that this has to be part of who they are. Um, This part of what's going to make them successful, as Jamal Mosley said and has said throughout the course of of throughout the league, defense travels. You want to win games on the road. You want to win games. Um, You win tight games. You want to come back from deficits. You want to build 20-point leads? It doesn't start with your offense. Yeah, you got to score to get there, but it starts with your defense. The Magic are not defending at a high level right now. They know it. They didn't defend at a high level at all against Sacramento. Just, again, five minutes of defense would have been enough. This game really turned on that, this five minutes of defense, five minutes of good defense, getting stops, getting into the ball, being physical. Dictating the terms of engagement. The Magic were doing that. This game was played at Sacramento's pace the entire time. Sacramento wants to get up and down. Sacramento's not a good defensive team. They know it. Their identity is offense. They beat you by speeding you up, by pushing the pace, by betting. We can go fast for 48 minutes and you can't. They won that bet on uh, on Wednesday. The Magic have to find their identity. And if there's been a frustrating part of the way the Magic have played to start this season, it's been that this their identity has not become apparent. They want to be a defensive team. That's great. Be it. So this team ain't scoring enough. And right now, the Magic are last in the league in net rating, last in the league in offensive rating, last in the league in defensive rating. They're not last in the league in offensive rating, but they're close. The Magic have to be a lot better. And Again, we're not expecting wins. We're not expecting necessarily that they're going to win, but if they want to compete, If they want to have chances to win games, they know it has to start defensively. They had a winnable game on Wednesday. Again, no offense to the Kings. The Kings won. They deserved the win. They played really well. Magic had a winnable game. And Orlando beat itself as much as Sacramento did. And eventually, the Magic are going to have to find their identity, find who they are if they want to grow the way. They want to grow. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, Himoi, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all the fun places on podcast, your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore philipr__md. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget as well to subscribe to our YouTube channel to get uh, this in video form if you would like plus some other great goodies as well. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip rossman Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On